My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Welcome back to the show, you guys. It's Britt here today from Podcast Rebels. I'm super excited uh, to have my guest coming on the show today. The guest I'm bringing on, Janine Kim. She's a former IPO trader of 10, 10 plus years, who is now the founder of Janine Kim Mystic, which includes astrologer, medium, intuitive. Janine is also an author and writer, you guys. She has been with the holistic health, she has been a holistic health practitioner for over 20 years and she has clients worldwide, you guys. She's also the host of the Janine Kim Mystic Podcast, which is super exciting. I cannot wait to cover the topics we're about to cover, you guys. This is incredible stuff we're going to bring on to the show. So welcome on, Janine. How's it going? Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Brittany. It's going really well. Absolutely. I'm super excited for our topics today, Janine. But before we actually, you know, dive into any of them, why don't we take a couple steps back and kind of talk about your journey along the way? I mean, how did you get to where you are today? When did you find your calling? Let's talk about that. Right. Well, first, I um, it started when I was a young girl. Like I've always been kind of drawn to um, the stars for one, you know, I would always take a look at those when I was younger, the Zodiac, the horoscope. I would do yoga when I was a young girl. There was a, there was a yoga lady on PBS and a unitard. I'll never forget my friends are out riding the bikes and I'm in the house doing yoga with her. And (laughs) I was always just so interested and drawn to it. Right. Right. That was kind of fun. And I've always been really intuitive, but I didn't know how, what that meant in the world. Like nobody could really reflect that back to me. I just figured everybody's like this. So I, um, you know, I just went on with life and then I went out and um, left my home very early. I had a little tricky childhood. It's all good. And that, that informed my journey as well. But I went out into the city and I ended up getting a job in the financial industry after a while. And I became an IPO trader. And that was what I lasted while I was in the financial industry for about 10 plus years. I was still drawn to those things I, I loved as a child. So I was really, I was starting to do yoga so much more in the nineties, just every day drawn to that, um, eating in an entirely different way, doing tons of research about how nutrition really adjusts the mind body connection and would kind of like starting a journey that people are really knee deep into now, you know, and back then it was not, it was not even heard of, especially coming from Chicago you know, um, doing eating in that way or being driven in that way. And so before you know it, everything that was inside of me that was so true, reading Shirley MacLaine books and (laughs) Gary Zukav about spirituality, you know, they're my, uh, they're kind of my, my mentors out there. They, um, it just, it just overflowed and I could no longer stay in the brokerage industry. I could no longer do it. And so when I had the opportunity, I said, that's it, I'm done got my nose pierced, got rid of my wardrobe and I dove head in, you know, back then you you couldn't have your nose pierced. You couldn't have your nose pierced back then and work in the corporate industry. So that to me was like my little insurance, my little insurance that I wouldn't go back, but yeah. And I, I dove in, I said, that's it. I, 
you know, I need to do the things that move me from the inside. And that's what it was. So I began my healing journey, 1999. Incredible. Now you mentioned that you had left home really early. So you left home before 18 or at 18? And- yeah, 17, 18. Yes, that's right. And that would have been difficult because we're still young at that, at that point in our lives, right? Now you also oh, yeah. mentioned, um, you know, the mind and the soul and the body um, and what you put into right. your body. So tell me a little bit, because I'm curious myself, and I think you're hundred percent right about what you, you know, eat and stuff like that. It's really important. Um, you have a lot of value to add behind that. Do you mind just diving into that topic a bit? Because I want to learn more about it. Sure. Sure. A fun way to look at that is that, um, you know, outside of the diets that are all out there, which are fabulous. I think it's such, oh my gosh, we have so many choices and so much wisdom to have right right now, but this has really been the foundational understanding of the ancient medicines, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, which is, these have been around for thousands of years. And even if we look back at our grandparents, you know, or our great grandparents, this is how they lived and remained uh, strong and healthy without modern medicines, right. which you know goes a long way. And so the way I like to kind of break it down to the modern world is that everything is energy first. And that isn't just spirituality, that is literally like physics, right? Quantum physics, everything is energy first. So when you're eating something that has a life force energy that hasn't been met with great consciousness or there's tons maybe of ingredients, or it's not alive, or it's not local, or it's or it's non-organic. Um, those that type of energy influences your energetic being. We are physical beings, but before the physical, we're spiritual. We have a spiritual body, a mental body, and an emotional body. We can't touch those per se. They're all energetic, but they are the ones that make the physical body. It's like, it's like a holograph onto them. And that in, in, in a sense is the whole meaning of the word somatic, the mind body experience. And so what we eat, what we ingest, whether it's food or information, our body reflects that through, um, we reflect that through our physicality and, uh, you know, how stable our mind is and emotions. And it's just really when we're mindful in that way, it's a great way to stabilize us and give us the best tools possible to move through our day. I love this. Thank you so much for going to detail with that. That's important. So sure. with what you do today, you know, when leaving the corporate and, and really following your passion and your, and your calling, a lot of people don't actually take that leap of faith and do it, but you did, which is incredible. And I love that you did that right. now. What was it like with the stigma? I know it's a challenge with the stigma out there um, in right. regards to what you do now. You're probably one of the best people to talk to in regards to that stigma and how, how you go about those challenges along the way. It's a lonely road, I will tell you. And particularly with, um, you know, what I, I, I want to say what I do for a living, but it's what I do is intrinsically you know, connected to who, who I am. So it was really a facet of, I could no longer not be me. And in doing this, in taking that leap saying, I'm going to walk away from that and leave it behind. It was the hardest thing I could do because a majority of my life was built upon the conditioning 
of who I believed I was on an external level. And I was good at it. I mean, it's not like I didn't like the brokerage industry. I love numbers, which of course is what fortified my, my astrology. I loved it, but it wasn't the truth of who I was. Like I wasn't right. being met emotionally or energetically the way I needed to be as a sensitive, as an empath, as an intuitive. So okay. when I didn't have the courage to do it, I lost a lot of friends. I lost some family members in the process because, you know, doing what I do is kind of weird. <laughs> I don't blame them. It's weird, but it's the truest thing I've ever done. And it pays off when you trust your truth in the end, you, you're aligned in ways in that, that nobody else could really understand when they're not. I love this. Yeah. And it's like any entrepreneurial journey can be very lonely at times when, you know, your parents were told to go to school, get a job, blah, 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 you know, have that stability in your life. Don't take that leap of faith because it's too risky. And especially with, you know, with what you're doing, oh, it's even riskier. Right. So, and then not a lot of people, um, not a lot of people, are willing to take that risk. So I love that you did. And it is a challenge for sure. So based on that, you know, you built, you still were able to build that six figure business on word of mouth. So clearly, clearly it's working and you, you made the right decision. Now let's talk about that a bit. How was it building your six figure business by word of mouth? Um, I mean, all on your own with, with the people saying it's never going to work or because of how lonely it was. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, sure. I, you know, one thing is for certain, I have an amazing husband and so I found a good one. It took me a few frogs. I had to kiss a couple, a couple <laughs> frogs out there, but he is my prince and he's a healer as well. And so he really supported and understood the journey I was on for starters. And so having that strength, the foundation with him um, made it, made my journey a whole lot easier, but what it, what it took for me, it was just a resolve. Like I knew what it felt like to be on the other side. I knew what it felt like to achieve what I achieved there, but I saw all the roadblocks. I saw the way I felt every day when I would go to work and it was just getting heavier and heavier and heavier on me. So it was almost to the point where, how do I want to live the rest of my life? You know, how do I want to live the rest of my life and wake up every day and just slog through my day? And to me, that was absolutely not And so it was a different type of survival, one of actually choosing to thrive instead of just survive. I mean, we could flop it. I was thriving financially and, you know, I had a 401k and my insurance and all that, but, um, you know, moving to where I was going with my intuitive work, it did take courage. And the great news is, is that I had so much um, that I learned from the path that I was on. And so there are no mistakes that helped me to be able to structure my business uh, as a healer, almost like it had a business model built in. You know, I was on time. I respected what my clients needed the best I could. I had two little babies while I was, you know, kind of doing this as well, but I was able to really have a structure and then the flow of my gift. So, you know, my history really helped my future in that way. Incredible. Now let's talk about juggling a family while building a business. What was that like for you? Cause I know that's going to relate to a lot of my listeners. It was, it was tricky. It was really tricky. Um, in that, you know, to me, my, for me, everybody's, you know, path is different, but my children, they, um, 
had certain needs and my husband and I decided to do life learning with them like 16, 17 years ago. So they never went to school. They were always with us doing our thing, but uh, you know, it was, I, I really focused on my work and building a consistency. It wasn't, I wasn't shooting for the stars then. It was just having a consistent hum being the backdrop for the people that came to me. And I really made sure that I carved out the space for my family first. It was about making the decision what came first for you. And I wanted to bring forth my healing gifts. I am a healer, but in that moment for me, what worked best was I said, my family comes first. And when I chose that, then everything else was easy for me. I didn't feel the added pressure of needing to really, um, you know, climb, climb to the top you know, with my work, I was able to kind of relieve myself of that pressure and let it flow when it flowed. I love this. Thank you for sharing. Now, Janine, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you do today, how you deliver your services and um, to the clients that you work with. Let's talk about that. Um, what, who's your clients, uh, your, your ideal client? Who do you work with? How do you deliver your services? And then I want to kind of tap into a few other questions in regards to intuitive uh, stuff and intuition and stuff like that. Sure. Um, my clients, how I work with them is I do one-on-one sessions and we do it via Zoom or telephone because I do have clients worldwide. I also do group sessions as well, but those are usually local and they are for established clients. And so I'll, I'll come with a, a group of women or men or mix or whatever. And we just, we have an intuitive reading and a healing in that way. And then I also offer um, through subscription, but most of my clients, we do it virtually. So uh, that, that is, uh, yeah, I'm very lucky that way. And then what I love to do, my ideal client is somebody who is ready to kind of move deeper with all the tools that they already have. And it feels like, yes, I have the tools. Yes. I know to meditate. Yes. I know to do this. I really work on the subtle and the nuanced levels of the being. And so I'll even tap into perhaps who you were before this lifetime. And I always go into that route because we're all energy first. And so I uproot the trauma, uh, the dynamics that aren't working in your life from back then. And it is really um, a game changer, a game changer for most people. Yeah. Incredible. Now working with your clients, you know, let's talk about how you help them tap into their intuition because everyone has it right so let's talk about that yes I love this topic I do say everyone is intuitive everyone it's just a matter of how much you listen and are refined with the instrument of your body your if your body is just an instrument and it is then how in how attuned is that instrument energetically physically Do you listen to your body? Do you trust it? Have you healed the wounds? Being psychic, I feel, uh, you know, we all have that ability, like you mentioned, but um, the the question really resides in how deep are you willing to go with your trauma and your wounds and get that support daily? Because when you want to go into empty to listen to your intuitive self, there really needs to be nothing else there because what will arise are your wounds if they're not met, if they don't have daily relationship. So you don't have to have a finish line and have like no problems at all. That's not the point. But do you meet those four bodies? Do you meet your spiritual body, your mental body, your emotional body? 
and your physical body every day. Do you listen to it when it wants to do something or not? When we don't and we push it down, then when we want to access the intuitive within us, that's the first thing that shows up are those wounds. So I work with my clients to really create a consistent container for them to explore those aspects and how to create new habits in their life that way. And then intuition comes from there. Incredible. So tell me a little bit about more with working with your clients. What else do you do? And um, what are some, even, do you find it challenging finding certain clients nowadays in 2023 with what you do? We can talk about that as well. Um, What are the challenges to get people to start working? Are there similar um, objections that you get within your business that might relate to those listening as well? Sure. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, this is the first time in, you know, my third decade of doing this, stepping into it where it's really like easier than ever before, only because people are even more open-minded. Now that's not to say that there aren't challenges. I I feel as an entrepreneur, we have the highs and the lows, you know, we have the peaks and the valleys. So it's reminding ourselves of those peaks and valleys to this day. I still get triggered with the peaks and valleys, but I've created a business structure that allows for me to have, you know, when I have the valleys, I have my consistent uh, subscription and podcast moving that generates um, you know, the, the income for me that is needed. And I have my consistent clients, but that, that would be the most challenging bit. And then really building enough trust with my clients where they feel vulnerable enough to want to go into those subtle nuanced spaces and letting them know that they are safe with it. But it feels like nowadays people are really more open to that than ever before. Absolutely. And I think also the fact that in today's day, we have podcasts, we have social media platforms, or we're really able to connect with those globally instead of, you know, 20 years ago when we didn't even hardly have internet, or maybe we did, I don't know. But like, how do you feel about having like those platforms today? And I know that you work with people worldwide. I mean, where do most of your clients come from? Social media, um, your website, tell me a bit about that. Sure. My clients mostly come from word of mouth still. It's still the trickle effect just because I have such a foundation that I built from years, but the podcasts are catching up in a different way. You know, I've just started branching out into social media in the sense that, of course, you know, we all want more clients. This work too is a little tricky because when you start working with people, you really, I I walk the talk with self-care. So I have to monitor how many people come in. Um, but I, uh, I love the platform. I love just being able to reach people with the message so they can begin their own journey, whether it's with me, hopefully, or somebody else, because I know the quality of work that I bring. And, uh, but yeah, the podcasts really, really, really do help. And I just started Instagram like a month ago. So (laughs) like, literally I haven't even, I didn't even have, but you haven't even needed to. I haven't needed to at this point. Right. But I just, I really want to hold space for this new world that we're bringing forth. Not that the old world is bad. It's just, we're leveling up like, you know, like any, like a new phone program, we're leveling up. And so uh, just holding the space for people with the message and letting them know that it's okay to imagine this for yourself. It's okay to, when it's scary that you're going to lose people along the way, just forge ahead and you will find your way for sure. Incredible. No, it's so, so true. And 
you had mentioned you're, you know, you're an author and a writer now. What is the book that you, you had written like? And how do you think, like, I, that's another stream right there that you're going to connect with people. There's going to be people come your way from the book too. So that's a whole other way as well. Let's talk about the book. Thank you. The book is called Dark Matters, and there may be more of a title to it uh, down the line, but right now the main the main title is Dark Matters. And it, it, fo- it forces us to kind of sidestep the usual dialogue around spirituality. Oftentimes in spirituality, we are, we believe we must go to the light, right? I feel, especially with all the work I've done and the way I see things is that everything, you know, light and dark is not um, good or bad. And Mm -hmm. if we just go to the light because we're all energy first, we're forgetting an entire part of ourselves. So the light side of the moon and the dark side of the moon are still the moon. And so even with law of attraction and things like that, we law of attraction is true. We attract, but if we're just focusing on the light, we are not fully healing ourselves. And it's wherever we go, there we are. It's going to come right there with you. So the foundational understanding of my work is that the dark matters. And when we go to that dark in all four of those bodies, we lean into it with no shame the greatest healing can be met. And you, you know, of course, being a healer, I understand what that means. I know what it means to work with that dark energy. And dark doesn't mean Darth Vader. It's just a a shadow room where we kind of put our stuff, but dark matters really gives people the space to, to meet those parts of themselves where really they might feel like I should be smiling through it. That should be gone. The finish line is that there is no finish line. So we'll never get it done. It's just if we give ourselves the space to meet it every day, then our whole self can participate in life and not just part of ourselves. I love it. It's true. It's like, if you're not, if you're just looking at the light and not taking care of the dark stuff, it's going to go with you everywhere. You have to, really there, get wherever to the, you go, there you are. You really have to, and I'm not, I mean, you have way more knowledge in it than I do. I'm not trying to act like I know, but um, I definitely believe that if you don't take care of like that, the, the darkness within, it's going to follow, follow you. And it's something that we need to work on. We really need to work on. We can't just suppress it. Right. Because then it'll explode. <laughs> well, exactly. And you know what, yeah. and what I love what you said is I feel we, I mean, there obviously there's maybe a difference in years of experience, but we're equals in regards to understanding our humanity. And so you intuitively intrinsically know, I mean, it's kind of obvious when you say it, right? Like, right. Let's just take care of that already and relieve ourselves from the shame of that and just embrace it and go there. It's, I mean, take a look at what's happening in the world today. Acknowledge it. Take a look what's happening in the world today. Just be with it love it. And it'll create an entirely different energetic flow in all of us. And it relieves a lot of physical, mental, emotional trauma. Yeah. And I'm sure it brings all of that understanding as well. Once we actually, you know, take a look at it, let's dive into it. I love it. Well, Janine, this has been absolutely amazing. And I truly appreciate appreciate you coming on my show and, you know, taking the time to talk about this stuff with my listeners. I'm so excited for this to air, but before we jump off, if there's anyone in my audience looking to connect with you, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out? Sure. You could do that through my website, janinekim.com. And also I have Patreon now, uh, Janine Kim, the mystic. Incredible. Well, thank you so much, Janine. This has been an absolute pleasure. 
Thank you too, Brittany. I love chatting with you today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Janine Kim did today to talk about your business, we can talk about the podcast, the challenges along the way, but also the wins and, you know, talk about what you really do. Uh, Please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thank you, Janine. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.